0: Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the key trends, drivers and movements in agricultural markets. My name's Olivia Agar and thanks for listening into today's episode. It's pretty good to be bringing it to you this week because the good times have just kept rolling in for Australian agricultural commodity prices. For grains, there are a few ups and downs in the international markets earlier in the week, but Chinese corn purchases and news out of the Black Sea nations have just kept prices ticking higher and driving up local prices here. And as you're about to hear, it seems to have been pretty blue skies for those selling into livestock and wool markets at the moment as well. So for today's episode, we have Adam Mountjoy kindly joining us to chat with Robert Herman about what these markets are looking like on the ground. Adam has joined us on Commodity Conversations before. He is the Southern Region Livestock Manager for Nutrien and has a really great handle on how these opening sales have turned out and just what these extraordinary prices are doing to the female and breeder markets. So we have a bit of wool, a bit of lamb and cattle talk today. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks to Adam for sharing his insight.
1: Well, thanks very much, Liv. You're right. It is a great pleasure to have um, Adam Mountjoy join us today. And Adam's uh, the Nutrien Southern Livestock Manager. One of the reasons we like talking to people like Adam is that we take very seriously what we do in terms of looking at prices and following markets and that, but um, it's on the ground that we we love to hear about, and Adam's certainly on the ground. He's been to just about every weaner sale, I think, that's been uh, on so far and weaner cattle sale, and then, of course, he's across sheep sales. But before we get into it, Adam, I just want to Run something past you, uh, and I know you're really interested in sheep. But this week the wool market um, was just uh, just a real cracker, and uh, and I know a lot of your crossbred wool producers have been hanging out for um, you know the prices have been pretty bad. But that wool market actually lifted 10% this week in the crossbred end, and uh, and we saw the eastern market indicator head towards 1300 cents. Almost I think at 12.91 or 12.92 for the week. So. We're going to talk livestock with you, Adam, but in the back of your mind, and the back of your uh, clients' minds, will be that uh, the wool market's heading back again. And we've seen a really strong effort in the three weeks that the market's been going. Welcome, Adam. And uh, let's start off with cattle. I, lo- I note that uh, in Adrian's report this week, the Eastern Young cattle indicators 53% above this time last year. And the indicators, one that we'll always remember, the indicators quoted at 8.88. What have you got to say about cattle market, Adam? Well,
2: thanks very much, Robert. And, uh, well, what a number. Um, That's exciting times. 8.88 uh, would be a a record level, of course, for the, uh, the NYCI. Um, Robert, I guess the uh, the opening sales this year have been extraordinary and uh, it's surpassed, I guess, what everybody was anticipating pre-Christmas. And um, I, I have had the great pleasure of being to, to many of the wiener sales in the southeast over the uh, month of January. And um, interestingly, uh, the, the, the change in dynamic and the change in market shift from uh, heavy cattle to light cattle, the, the presentation of the wieners have been exceptional. Just to touch on one of the markets, I think Robert, which was really interesting numbers came out of, was um, the uh, the Hamilton uh, wiener sale there that was conducted the Angus steer sale on the first Tuesday in uh, in January on the fifth and the year-on-year levels for that sale particular sale was was really uh, really an extraordinary uh, I guess reflection on where the market sits um, the yarding of the cattle was exceptional the the quality of the stock good and the pricing was just extraordinary um, year-on-year returns for our producers in the field now they the same steers that they yarded last year to this year, Robert, they received an extra $640 on average, which is just extraordinary. So um, it certainly lends to the, uh, to the EYCI levels of today of being 53% higher. And um, we're seeing remarkable returns
1: for our, uh, for our growers across the uh, southeast region at the moment. It's also translating into the female market, isn't it? Which I guess tells us that people are pretty confident about um, trying to rebuild the herd after the drought.
2: Most certainly. And, um, you know, we've seen extraordinary demand for females, um, particularly heifer wieners, um, you know, right across the, uh, the first two weeks of uh, the opening sales, Robert, um, the, the heifer wieners were, were making very, very similar cents per kilo equivalent to their steer brothers. And uh, we don't quite often see that uh, until we see, a, I guess, the, the sea of grass that's ahead of us in the, in the northern parts of, uh, of Australia and uh, the demand for young females. Uh, was was extraordinary, um, and travelling uh, travelling as far north as Central Queensland, and um, that really boys uh, for a for a tremendous uh, I guess backstop for our cattle market. That uh, our females are secured, uh, they're going back out to pasture. They're not going to be uh, to be grain fed onwards. They're uh, they're really going back out in the paddock to be joined and uh, start that herd rebuild, which we're looking for.
1: And that's great news, but we were talking offline beforehand. and you mentioned the uh, the cow market, the old uh, you know the surplus cow market, that's that's ticking along pretty well too.
2: It certainly is. and um, probably this week, Robert, we saw with a disrupted week with uh, with Australia day that uh, some of our markets saw a dramatic increase in uh, in demand for uh, for beef cows this week and um, our heavier end uh, females now well in excess of three hundred cents a kilogram again, which is. Um, which is extraordinary money, particularly for the weights that we're seeing in our cattle. Um, you know, our cows are uh, uh, are displaying uh, excellent condition, and uh, and producers once again being rewarded for looking after those females. Um, I see that the national cow indicator this week is sitting at five twenty two cents per kilo. Um, you know that's a long way ahead of last year at four forty seven. So. Um, you know, there is uh, there's extreme upside in the, in the female market. If we can achieve those rates for our residual females uh, and step back into young breeders, I do think there is a, a real positive opportunity for, uh, for producers out there to, uh, to get back into some young, uh, either joinable females or, in fact, pre- pregnancy-tested females at, at not a lot of variance in price from what they're achieving for their surplus cancer.
1: Yeah, well, we're um, we're almost we're, we're over blessed with um, riches at the moment in the in in the commodity markets because you know I'm mentioning that, that wool's sort of getting back and and it, just back on that some of the fine wool the very fine end is actually dearer now than it was this time last year which seems like really? a remarkable result but if we <laughs> we can switch to sheep and it's almost we've just got good things to say again can't we I mean I, I'm looking that the eastern states trade lamb indicator. Is at eight forty nine cents. Now it's not a record. We had a few spikes in the winter two years ago above that, but it's five percent above this time last year, and um, and it's got to be a great uh, incentive for people to uh, try and breed more lambs for next year.
2: Most definitely, uh, Robert. And and once again, we'll, we'll touch on the on the lamb indicator now. But five um, percent you know, doesn't seem a huge number, but when we're talking at a base of eight hundred, it, it gets up yeah. there quick, doesn't it? So. I mean, eight hundred and forty-nine cents. The indicator this week, uh, sitting the last week of January. Um, you know, we've got forward pricing options uh, in front of us at, at the moment um, for domestic lambs to eight twenty, right up until the end of March. Does put a huge amount of security uh, around and, and and really insulates uh, our guys that are, that are actually out in the field and, and feeding lambs and supplementary feeding. Um, so it it certainly puts us in a very very bright position. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. The, um, the one thing I'd like to comment on, I guess, Robert, is, is just backing up your sentiments on, on the wool market and, it, and its uh, sharp increase this week. Um, what it does really highlight now is, I guess, the value of uh, the, the real value that's available within breeding sheep at the moment. And, um, um, I think we're going to put it in, uh, into uh, to rationale that um, our mutton market's extremely good. You know, it's, uh, it's tracking above 600 cents once again. Um, and we see an opportunity uh, only this week throughout uh, some of the, the sale mediums that are out there and, uh, and online being one of them um, that, you know, we can go back in and, and buy a, a very good sound young Merino ewe for somewhere between 270 and $320. And um, those you scanned up in lamb uh, that are now going to cut uh, uh, a more valuable fleece this week, Robert, than it looked, what it looked like a month ago, um, right. they, they represent extraordinary value I believe uh, particularly now that the mutton market has sees itself back over 600 cents also so um, there's a really bright future out there for the uh, for the upcoming autumn and uh, particularly as we're speaking and, and uh, raining today
1: yeah it's well that, that's a really good point you make Adam. you know our view is that the wool market hasn't finished its run so by this by the end of the year we'll be seeing you know a, um, good solid price um, well recovered from the uh, challenges that we faced last year in the wool market. Adam, I think you've really demonstrated again the value of somebody who's driving around and getting to markets, and and the added value you bring to our analysis is much appreciated. I guess your guys are flat out, and that's what you want them to be. How are they going? Trying to find, you know, trading stock for um, for some of their uh, their lamb traders, and I, I, you know, I make the point while you're thinking about that. I make the point that we said before: you'd rather be adding weight to a lamb at $8 a kilogram than at $4 a kilogram carcass weight. So I'm suspecting that there's good money to be made from lambs out there, but uh, finding them must be a bit of a challenge.
2: It, it most certainly is. Uh, it's, and certainly now, I guess, pre, pre-Christmas, pre as we always see that there, there is a flush of number. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't see the downturn in price, which we would normally witness throughout uh, December. And um, I guess it was uh, luck fortune, the brave and uh, the guys that did uh, step in and, and bought, I'm uh, lambs to take through till now, and uh, and hopefully find shears to get them prepared and ready to go for the for the upcoming autumn autumn markets. Are going to be duly rewarded. I mean, uh, to to end uh, the month of January with uh, with kind weather and uh, and uh, our lamb indicator sitting at eight, almost 850, it's uh, it's extraordinary. So our guys within the network are certainly spreading their wings far and wide to uh, to procure lambs. Um, Let's say the uh, we haven't been buoyed by um, by really uh, you know, some heavyweight returns for our uh, for our autumn and winter markets, but um, I think now the, uh, the the crunch has come, and uh, and I think they are the certainly witnessing a shortage of um, uh, a forecasted shortage, and we see some of the uh, the larger operators now stepping in and, and, and backgrounding lambs and buying feedlot lambs at uh, at you know what are really killable weights now. So Robert, uh, if, if they're buying them now at the moment at killable weights and putting them out to, uh, to make them heavier, uh, that's a pretty good indication for us and in the industry that uh, the markets
1: are going to continue in a, in a bullish fashion going forward into autumn and winter. Well, uh, look, it's been terrific to talk to you, Adam, and uh, we're, we're very keen to see this livestock industry, whether we're talking cattle or sheep, um, the numbers to grow back again. And, and you know, farmers do a great job of surviving droughts, one of the challenges is what do you do when the drought breaks, and how do you build? And uh, and Adam, you, your expertise and the, and the team that you have plays a very important role in helping people make those decisions. Um, we're indebted to your uh, insights today. Thanks very much for your time. I know you um, in an area where there's a bit of uh, potential flooding, and you've been checking pumps and things like that this morning. So. We thank you for your time. You're always welcome here and um, all the best for the next couple of months uh, in this uh, very interesting space of livestock.
2: Thanks very much, Robert.
1: Pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening into Commodity Conversations. For more detailed analysis and commentary, head to the Mercado website. We also released a free report last week looking at the rise of China as a protein demand powerhouse and what it means for Australian red meat. So if you'd like a copy, feel free to get in touch with us.